0: Hi, this is mal hey and this is cam and this is their eyes were watching tv a tv and film podcast uh thanks for joining us again today happy black history month happy lunar new year and happy belated birthday to our dear our dear dear co-host here <laughs> cam. oh
1: thanks i was i wasn't expecting that yeah. oh thank you <laughs>
0: That's why I wanted to start today, so I could sneak that in there. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. You have a good <laughs> birthday? <laughs> have a good um, birthday, friend?
1: I did. It was pretty chill. I uh, ate fried chicken, uh, watched some football, and yeah,
0: it's a good time. Nice. Very <clears> glad <throat> to hear that. Well, I... Uh, we will start with some news. Do you want to uh, take it away, Cam?
2: Yeah. Before that, what can you introduce this episode? What we're talking oh, about
0: this week? Nope. <laughs> sure, can. I know you're uh,
2: so excited to wish you a happy birthday.
0: <laughs> I there's so much. There's your birthday, Black History Month, Lunar New Year. There's a lot going on. It's an exciting week. So we are talking about Abbott Elementary, um, episode six, called uh, "Gifted Program." Yeah. So yeah, if you have not had a chance to watch, um, you might want to pause it here and come back after you have.
2: All right. Well, let's get started with some news. I feel like this was the first maybe not depressing news week of 2022 thus far for TV and film. Yeah. Uh at least I mean oh. Who knows what'll happen after this episode, but I pray nothing, nothing comes up. It's been a quiet week. Right, <laughs> Everybody's right. still with us. <laughs> <laughs> um. Did you hear about uh, Peter Dickledge calling out Disney? No. So he apparently has some beef with Disney. Uh, They're producing a live action version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and they have casted a young latina woman as the snow white Mm -hmm. so he was on some some show or podcast uh you know podcasts where all the controversies happen these days (laughs) um he said basically that you know good for disney for you know casting a latina but how can they be progressive in this one lane, but they're still doing a story that's featuring dwarves and dwarf culture. And he was not happy. He thought it was maybe a derogatory and tone deaf uh, story to be told in a world where I think they call themselves little people now, instead of, you know, more derogatory terms that we probably were used to hearing, uh, you know in the 90s yeah yeah <laughs> um so disney has responded and basically said girl we got you uh we have been consulting with dwarf uh activists and the community and we are going to represent them in the best possible light and we're probably going to take some different you know turns with this so it ain't what you expected peter <laughs> what well, would it be wait little people activists?" Well, not that
0: in this statement it still dwarf? says dwarf. So okay. yes,
2: dwarf is not a derogatory term. I,
0: I was literally just asking because I wasn't sure.
2: It is not a derogatory term. Um, in fact, a lot of people in the community are actually really pissed off at Peter Dickledge uh, oh. because they feel like he made it off of you know capitalizing on, you know his dwarfism and now he's trying to prevent other actors potentially seven (laughs) from getting work um so they think it's it's hypocritical of him
0: but that is the controversy going on in that world wow that's interesting because like until you brought this up i hadn't thought about the two recent like snow white i guess live action films i can think of are the snow white and the huntsman and mirror mirror mm-hmm. and well actually i never saw mirror mirror but <laughs> <laughs> Snow white and the huntsman uh there were no dwarves it was just uh you know snow white evil queen whatever so yeah that's uh that's really interesting i had not heard about that at all
2: yeah it's uh, a little pocket of uh, social media yeah oh wow Uh, i
1: didn't i did not mean that oh my god i did not mean that
0: okay at first i thought you didn't but then you kind of have you kind of paused and i was like wait
2: that was no pun intended okay very very glad to hear that (laughs) Oh man, I should have let y'all just think I was the villain. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Have you heard that Viola Davis is starring in a new movie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Opened it, but is it the the Woman King or something?
2: Yes, it is the Woman King. It is uh, based on true events that took place in the kingdom of the homie, one of the most powerful states of mm. africa in the 18th and 19th centuries so that's gonna be pretty cool she's getting her uh you know warrior on i'm it's like the female
0: Shaka Zulu, maybe mm. yeah i'm really excited i remember seeing um i think photos on her instagram when she was like you know training and like getting ready for it so yeah i'm pretty pretty excited about it mm.
1: Okay, no release date yet,
0: but we'll keep our, our ears peeled
2: for you guys. Okay, um, what else do we have here? So, Moonfall director, which is a new movie that's coming out this Friday, starring Halle Berry, I believe, um, about, I think, the moon falling out of the sky, some type of, you know, end of days, dystopian, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the director, I guess, is trying to drum up press. Uh, Roland Emmerich, um, he is talking trash about the Marvel and Star Wars. Star worlds. Gosh. Star. <laughs> star, star Wars. Wars. <laughs> star Wars. I don't know why my mouth did not <laughs> want to form those syllables. <laughs> um. <laughs> But he is basically trashing their franchises, saying they have ruined the film industry because of their major box office success. They are deterring studios from uh, taking a chance on original content and everybody's just in the you know, superhero uh, multiverse game instead of one-off, I don't know, indie films or <laughs> original content. Um, his proof, I guess, is that of the top 20 most profitable films ever made, 40% of the films on that list are from Marvel, DC, or the Star Wars Disney franchise. So he thinks it's discouraging, you know, original art. Um, I feel like maybe
0: remakes
2: Probably <laughs> to more credit <laughs> than just the the comic book world, um because I still think it's it's based off of original content and like they're still producing original films based off of,
0: you know, yeah, if it's not Marvel or Star Wars or d c, it's gonna be somebody else. like people want to see like superheroes and like science fiction and right. so yeah, that that's bullshit.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have A twenty four. You go to A twenty four when you want original,
0: you know stuff. <laughs> uh, Martin Scorsese Scorsese said something like that a few years ago. Do you remember that? Like he. A was, lot of people not have, Marvel.
2: A lot of people have been saying it. Uh, they had said a couple of directors had echoed it in
0: the past. Yeah, maybe
2: they're just bitter because they didn't get
0: the gig. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, let people enjoy things.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're good stories, but you know, I still I still appreciate original content, you know. You yeah, can still same. give it to us.
0: I don't think there's anybody who like only wants to watch like superhero films 24-7. Yeah, there are,
2: there are women out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, this... Although I'm, I'm saying we like uh, more than just action. Yeah, films. but I
0: think there's probably a lot of men too uh, who don't. I mean, and I'm not just talking about and action in general because it sounds like he's talking specifically about these huge money making i mean maybe you can throw like the fast and the furious oh god in <laughs> yes <ones. laughs> that is real cinema but overall i think everybody wants a little bit of variety like you know a little comedy a little drama here and there something okay another thing i heard about
2: Anthony Mackie is making his directorial debut. I know you have mixed feelings about him, (laughs) but he is is making a film about a Black woman, uh, The Life of Claudette
0: Colvin. Oh, yep, I saw that.
2: So Claudette is a little-known civil rights figure in that she sat down on the bus first before Rosa, and she don't get the same shine as Rosa but um it's basically her story and i'm really excited to learn more about her and her co- her
0: contribution
2: to the movement outside of you know just that little known fact
0: yeah yeah let me say first of all <laughs> my main issue with anthony mackey was he said something about and it's been years now so don't quote me but something like movie shouldn't be so focused on race or something like that. And he said this at a time when he was like in a movie literally called Black and White with Kevin <laughs> Costner and <laughs> Octavia Spencer. So I just that makes no sense. But um I I am like excited for this movie. I think the first place I actually learned about uh Claudette Colvin. Mm-hmm. was on Drunk History, actually. Oh, look at yeah. Drunk History being educational. I think it might have been like their first season. I love Drunk History, but I can't remember who played Claudette, but I remember Lisa Bonet played Rosa Parks in it. And mm. I think a big reason why, or big part of the reason why uh, Claudette did not get the same notice and everything that Rosa Parks did was because uh, she did become like a teenage mother. And so I think maybe part of it was worried about you know having that image and whatnot, but yeah, I mean I I think she you know definitely deserves to have her story told and get the shine she deserves. So I'm I'm excited for it.
2: You can be a, a formerly
0: incarcerated man
2: and be leader of the movement, but have a child, oh God forbid, <laughs> you cannot <laughs> represent us as a single mother. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunate and backwards. But
1: I
0: think she is still alive. Let me look really quickly. I believe so. I think this says she's only like 67. Damn, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> what is wow. that doing wrong? That no, she's wrong. eighty-two. <laughs> There's no way she's only sixty-seven. <laughs> I was 67 Ruby, years ago. <laughs> Ruby Bridges is like sixty-eight or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah, but okay, I'm. I'm very glad she's still alive to see this movie get made.
2: Yeah, I hope she is super involved and I can't me, wait to see me it. Too. Me too. Me too. For the hustlers and the ballers, uh, <laughs> Aiden Full, the sequel is filming, according to Dave Dash, and only Dave Dash. <laughs> when uh, when asked uh, by someone, uh, Cameron, oh, this was on Instagram Live when someone asked Cameron if he was involved in mm-hmm. part two. He said, I mean, yeah, yeah, we've been in talks. You know, it's 100% been in talks. Sounds like he's not involved in said <laughs> picture. And they have already started filming, which means oh, that I assume a script and people have been casted. But Perfect. this is Dave Dash we're dealing with. One of the <laughs> shystiest people <seasons> out
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not surprised Cameron probably hasn't heard anything.
2: I just, why why ruin your legacy? I mean, clearly we we know you need money these days, Dame. I thought Lee Daniels paid you back, but <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> why ruin your legacy? Paid in Full was a great film with marquee people and actors in it. Mekai Pfeiffer was in it, Wood Harris. These are like seasoned actors. Who's in Paid in Full too?
0: Are you gonna tell us? Nobody knows yet. Oh, we don't know (laughs) because
1: he hasn't announced anything. But they're filming. But they are filming.
0: (laughs) I thought that was a setup for something.
2: (laughs) So I, I don't know. um, I, I highly doubt it will be as good as the first one. But let's see. Let's see what you can do, Dame. See what they could do. And my last little bit of news. A little update on our girl, Nikki Gilbert. Um, (laughs) Oh, yes. Sweet kitty
0: tabernacle.
2: (laughs) um, Pete Valley just dropped their behind-the-scenes tour of season two and said they are filming the finale currently. So... One monkey don't stop no show. The <laughs> cameras are still rolling. <laughs> so unfortunately, you have not succeeded yet, Nikki. You have not succeeded yet. But there's still there's still time. Season three is not filmed yet. We <laughs> <laughs> still down at the pank. The
0: pank. Do <laughs> you have any news? I do. So, uh, star of Battleship. Rihanna has announced her pregnancy, uh, her first uh, baby with ASAP Rocky. So yes. she had her little photos walking her belly out in New York. So,
1: so happy!
2: Oh, I just love when you know
0: my faves have kids.
2: They're just so cute. I hope we actually get to see them. I hate. Well, I mean, I don't hate it. I understand <laughs> why they do it, but I just show us
0: show us the babies <laughs> yeah I, I feel like uh the majority of people at least on twitter uh was angry about it or <laughs> either because they were mad that somehow they hoped they had a chance with rihanna or <laughs> they were mad that it was with asap rocky of all people oh or um I think probably for the Navy, <laughs> they're never going to get another album. So, <laughs> people, you know, it, it was uh, like that, that Tyrese crying, congratulations, me. It's like, you know, we hope you have a healthy pregnancy, but everybody's. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love that one. I love
0: <laughs> me too. <laughs> but yeah, everyone is uh, a little upset about it. So. Hey. You
2: never know what could happen. This this could be a pivotal shift in her musical career. She might feel so overwhelmed
0: with love for her baby that she makes a whole album about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> she might just be inspired just writing every day of her pregnancy.
2: Yeah, you never know. You never know.
0: Or she might be inspired to come up with new makeup and lingerie and no music. So,
2: oh yeah, maybe matching, you know,
0: Nightgowns, not in a sexual way. But I'm just saying. <laughs> Fenty has not. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> you need to specify it wasn't a nightie for a baby. Okay, now I'm imagining
2: baby nighties. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> family pajama sets.
0: Maybe they will have family pajama sets <laughs> or maternity lingerie oh, oh I yeah think.
2: that's probably a market an untapped market
0: yeah i feel like it probably is well, so she's inclusive she, yeah and i don't think that's uh i don't know if she's included uh the pregnant dolls yet so hmm. but congratulations to her <clears throat> you know woody allen released a new movie
2: is this woody allen who is with his like granddaughter or adopted sexual deviant yes no i did not
0: no or care yeah no me neither i didn't think he was making stuff anymore because he's you know pretty much just been blacklisted but he released a movie called rifkin's festival that bombed big time making just twenty four thousand, making it his lowest uh film In like 50 plus years of directing, so very glad to hear it. (laughs) All the failures, God is good, right? (laughs) Right,
1: is that nine? Yes,
0: (laughs) (laughs) at least put it on vibrate. Well, I have now, I didn't realize. So this just broke today, but Jeff Zucker, president of CNN, resigned today uh, because of failure to disclose a, quote, consensual relationship with a colleague. Did you Mm-mm. hear about that? Mm-mm. Yeah. So um, he did not name any names, but someone else who works there named Allison Gollust. she put out a statement that um, someone else read on air at cnn and apparently she has been indicated that she is going to remain at cnn but is that the person he's in relationship with that's what everybody thinks because even though he didn't say a name she put out a statement and i don't know why she would put out a statement saying <laughs> i'm
2: the girl it was
0: me or she said something like we started out as friends and then you know it turned into something else basically okay all right two consenting adults got together all right nobody was married were they so yeah he was so (laughs) apparently they had been friends for like uh or what he said was that they had worked together for 20 years then it evolved into more in recent years and this came out because, you know, they were doing that uh, investigation of Chris Cuomo, you know, helping his brother lie about mm-hmm. um, his stuff. So uh, basically, Jeff was like, when they asked me if I had had any kind of relations with anybody here, I said no. And that was my mistake.
2: Oh, yeah. So somebody snitched.
0: Um, maybe. I, d- I don't know how it came out, but it may be so. But in uh, Katie Couric put out a book called Going There just last year. And she wrote that Zucker and Gallust were joined at the hip. She said that um, when she launched her talk show called Katie in 2012, uh, Zucker adamantly suggested that Gallust, G O L L U S T. I feel weird to go lust because it sounds like lust, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, it was out of it that uh, goal is to be hired for PR and um, she, apparently Kirk was like pretty good friends with uh, Jeff's wife Karen so yeah, she said it made her really uncomfortable um, but apparently Jeff and Karen divorced in 2019 um, oh okay yeah but still <laughs> I'm sure it's been going on before 2019 but oh, bro. oh boy yeah, yeah. Uh, Soledad O'Brien, um, who was at CNN up until 2013, wrote on Twitter that the relationship was pretty much a company wide secret. So, mm. or sorry, company wide open secret. So. Mm-hmm. Basically, it wasn't a secret at all. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Embarrassing
0: for the wife. Yeah. I mean, I am glad, you know, at least they're divorced now. And I'm glad that it at least seems to be consensual. Like, I will take a affair over, you know, hearing he was harassing somebody. Which, wow, our the, like the bar is so fucking low.
2: <laughs> Just a good old fashioned adultery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Good old fashioned the uh, midlife crisis. So euphoria has nearly doubled its season one per episode viewership. Wow. Yeah, episodes this season are averaging around thirteen million viewers. Uh, versus last season's average of six point six million per episode. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. And also in ratings news, uh, avid Elementary is the first ABC comedy premiere to quadruple ratings in MP thirty five. Woohoo! What's yeah. MP thirty? Exactly. Had to Google that. MP thirty five. Uh, is our ratings uh, that account for streams across multiple platforms over a span of 35 days okay yeah so avid elementary is knocking it out of the park go quinta go quinta yeah so perfect segue into (laughs) avid elementary uh this episode We have a new student who comes to Abbott. His name is Malcolm. Um, Principal Ava introduces him to Janine, played by Quinta Brunson, and Barbara, played by Shirley Ralph. And she says um, he came from the private school where there's like an orchestra. He's like a little baby Beethoven. And he was in a gifted program there. But his parents wanted him to go to school with other Black kids. And uh, Principal Ava did um, tell him that he's in luck because the school is swimming in black kids. So, <laughs> so when Janine hears this, she's like, "Ooh, I was in the gifted program as a kid. Like, maybe we should do one here. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what the school needs. So uh, but she says, you know, we probably don't have funding for it because we don't have money for anything. And Principal Ava is like, no, we have the money, but we just don't have anyone to teach so Janine's like, well, okay, I'm gonna figure it out, figure out somebody to teach it. We're gonna work it out so we can do it. So she talks to Jacob, um, who teaches middle school. He has a couple of free periods. So, uh, he and Janine work it out. They come to principal Ava with a plan and he says he will teach during his free periods. It's great. They, you know, figure out the kids they want to be in the program. And, um, he starts teaching them and he gets kind of on, uh, captain oh captain like dead poet society (laughs) shit He's standing on tables he really feels like he is uh you know just invigorating these young minds but um he has uh one class where he has some like chicken eggs and uh, a few of like uh little baby chicks are hatching out of the eggs and janine happens to be walking by her class at this time and one of her students says, uh, Miss Teague's, I'm smart. Can I go to the chicken school? So that kind of made Janine realize oh, like now the other kids are going to feel left out because they don't get to have these other experiences. They're still going through their regular school day like they yeah. always have been. So, we're, you know, we're not really improving their minds. And I thought it was interesting too because Principal Ava kept saying stuff like, uh, you know, calling like the other kids the regular kids or like you know go meet up with the other like or i'm i'm only here for the smart kids you know like whatever. And so Janine didn't like um her saying all this stuff about students but now the program is kind of making the students like maybe even feel worse than that. Mm-hmm. So also kind of in our B story There is uh, a guy uh, named Gary who comes in, who owns a vending machine company, and he comes in to restock the vending machine, I believe, every Thursday. So he's kind of been flirting with Melissa a little bit. And, you know, Barbara's like, you know, I think he likes you, whatever. And uh, she finally gets up the nerve, or Melissa finally gets up the nerve to ask Gary out But when she does, he says, oh, yeah, we could go to Dave and Buster's. (laughs) And she is instantly turned off. And she's like, oh, actually, I think I'm going to be busy and just like runs out the room. Here's the thing, though. I've been I've had a few first dates in like an arcade type setting. One was literally at Dave and Buster's. and Uh They were always like super fun. I think like it's a really good like way to kind of like calm your first nerves and like see how much fun you can have with the other person so i i didn't really see it like if she wasn't interested like i mean and obviously we see kind of later what her other issues are but i mean is david buster's not fun is that just me
2: i mean it's one of those moments like if he's taking you to david buses like he got some money because it ain't cheap to play it's, the games girl, and it's not it's <laughs> truly <got> not <laughs> 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 to quote quinta oh you got money <laughs> you know david buses ain't a cheap date despite you know mm-hmm. the food and i think even the cocktails are expensive so they sure are Oh, yeah. I mean I guess maybe it's an age thing you know maybe she's more used to going to restaurants she wants to be wined and dine. there's nothing wrong with that she could simply state that
0: right right <laughs> yeah and I thought about that maybe you know when you're you know I don't know, maybe like around 50 or whatever you don't maybe you don't want to <laughs> go to <laughs> a certain age she might not be 50. Oh sure maybe. <laughs> Sorry she didn't say none of your business years old. uh but yeah maybe maybe you don't want to go I don't know it's still I still think it's fun and you're right it's not cheap at all (laughs) but then we kind of like find out later kind of she is nervous about getting back out to the dating world uh Barbara invites her husband and um they're all eating lunch together and she's like you know he wasn't like this when I first met him (laughs) like you know Mm -hmm. we had to like work to get there and, um, Melissa's basically like, "You know, I'm not y'all like this is it. maybe this is it for me, which made me really sad. Like you shouldn't feel like like it's it's never it's never too late to you know, find love or you know, take a chance or whatever. so, um, and
2: shame on your ex-husband for making you feel that way, yeah,
0: yeah. But then she did call her ex-husband, and he kind of like <laughs> restored her confidence uh on taking a chance and he's like you know I was young and dumb I didn't give you what you deserved you know it's scary to get back out there and you're worried about getting burned again but you know it's worth it so I was I was glad she ended up having that conversation with him even though I'm sure he probably put her through much bullshit when they were married <laughs> yeah, yeah it was sweet yeah yeah but it's just I feel like after divorce or after a big breakup. Um I think especially like the older you get, it just seems like women are so much less likely to like go after romance again than men in real life. So yeah. yeah. I just yeah, we gotta we gotta stop doing that. And we gotta bounce back.
2: Exactly. Bounce back. There's love out there. There's love out there. All right. I loved that. I mean I don't know what this means, but once um Melissa did finally you know ask what's his name Gary Gary out again Mm -hmm. you know he picked a better restaurant it was the one that her (laughs) husband got divorced in but he's stepping his game up he's trying which I thought was really cute and when he called her a Philly 11 I have no idea what that means but apparently it's a compliment
0: (laughs) yeah yeah um and I love his little analogy about like you know I but just like all these snacks, I have a lot of variety too, or whatever he said. So yeah, yeah, that's cute. They're gonna be cute. Yeah, I'm excited to see their little how their relationship progresses on the show, hopefully. Right. And like phew, to get it good with the snack, man. Mm, that's a come-up at school. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And I like you know, he mentioned he owns the company too, girl. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: he got many. <Minnie>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh man so back to uh the gifted program um Janine goes to talk to Gregory about it and he gives his perspective of what it felt like to not be in the gifted program um and he says you know I just kind of felt like I don't know I guess like I, I wasn't smart I wasn't worthy school wasn't for me so I don't think this is like beneficial for the kids And I think that was really important because, like, I think, you know, when uh, Janine heard her student say, you know, I want to go to the chicken school because I'm smart, too. Like, I don't have these experiences. Mm -hmm. I think it hit her a little bit, but I still don't think she was able to see it outside of her experience. So I think being able to talk to another adult about what it was like for him going through it and how it affected him for years, I think that really helped her to kind of be like more open-minded to like okay we can't just focus on certain students we have to focus on all these kids
2: yeah I loved what he said he said some kids get chickens and some get snakes and then they get used to getting snakes and then think that's all they deserve and I was like oh oh
1: oh,
0: these poor babies (laughs) right right and thank you. I just realized I skipped a very important part. So after uh, Janine's class walked by, she was like, well, I'm going to do the same for my students. So Melissa just knows somebody for everything. So Janine goes to her and is like, hey, can you get me some like eggs so like my kids can, some chicken eggs so my kids can watch them hatch. And she's like, give me a week. So <laughs> Janine gets the eggs and they hear the cracking starting so they all gather around to watch uh, the chicks come out of their shells and all of a sudden um, it's something scaly that's popping up and <laughs> it ends up they were actually snake eggs <laughs> and um, somehow in the panic uh, the little whatever aquarium thing they're in gets knocked over so now <laughs> the snakes are on the ground mm-hmm. and <laughs> And then we see Melissa say, um, her guy for chicken eggs is named Snake, and her guy for snake eggs is named Chicken. And she accidentally called the wrong one. (laughs) First of all, why do you have anybody for snake eggs? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They're a delicacy, a South Philly or West Philly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe they are. But yeah, so that is why Gregory said, you know, some kids get steak eggs because the gifted kids, they have this wonderful experience of like, oh, wow, the little cute baby chicks coming out. And then Janine's class is just like traumatized <laughs> a snake popping its head out of an egg. <laughs> oh, man.
2: I thought it was... So I see that Janine was trying to, you know, give her kids the same experience as the, the quote unquote gifted kids. But like, why did y'all have to come up with a gifted program when
0: Malcolm came?
2: What about our girl from last episode?
0: Well, she, was, she was so smart. They just bumped her up like a greater thing. <laughs> and she was fine.
2: <laughs> it's like, I I thought it was a little funny how they kind of acted like they invented like gifted programs and that you know they created it in one day when malcolm got there right (laughs) right right (laughs) got the funding and everything
0: one day yeah (laughs) right yeah that that is true that is true but yeah and i was thinking about like the girl in her class i don't remember her name the little girl and um she was trying to help the other little girl with the math with the potatoes and she's like you know okay sharpen some pencils okay grade some papers I'm I I guess maybe because that girl was well behaved like she doesn't get bumped up a grade but (laughs) I'm like maybe you have to act out to get bumped up but it's kind of like should she be here like (laughs) maybe she's just like excelling at grade level I don't know um But (laughs) I will say, like, when she gave her, when Janine gave that student the papers to grade, she was like, you know, but don't tell anybody. And then she almost let it slip when she was talking to, like, Barbara and Mm -hmm. Principal Ava. And they were like, what? And she was like, you know, just kidding or just giving an example or something. So, like, is that frowned upon? Because I'm pretty sure we used to do that in school i mean i guess it's a different day <laughs> where that is
2: no way no maybe it's a privacy <laughs> issue i don't i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah now I, I was thinking about it because i'm like well maybe like we would only grade oh no that can't be right i was about to say maybe we would only grade for the other classes but in elementary school we were in the same class all day so yeah we used to
2: like pass your paper back and then grade it all together
0: yes okay yeah
2: (laughs) so maybe it was yeah maybe it's a thing of kids being embarrassed by their grades you know it's it's a different day and age where they care about your feelings (laughs) at school
0: (laughs) yeah which i this is honestly probably better so Uh. But so, yeah, after, you know, going through this trial of trying to do this gifted program and then talking to Gregory, um, Janine, Gregory, and Jacob all come up with a solution um, because they want for all of the kids to be able to have these wonderful experiences. And as Gregory pointed out, you know, not all intelligence is the same. Like, you might not be good at math, but you might be like, brilliant at like nature stuff or whatever or Mm -hmm. like you might be artsy or you know a musical genius whatever so Uh, um,
2: custodial gifts (laughs) oh
0: okay i forget forget. it custodial custodially gifted as well (laughs) so their solution is that each class will get to do something special every few weeks so no one is left out um and uh they will have a wide range of activities for the kids to do so everyone gets to experience a little bit of everything which I thought was pretty awesome because like I used to like exposure for kids is like so important mm-hmm. so like you could like do something where like I don't know they go like to a national park and talk to a park ranger and that's something you never thought about before never knew about and you might like find your calling you know yep. so that's- I thought that was a really cool solution. Well, that is true.
2: I loved how this episode. I mean, it it gave you both sides of the argument. The, you know, arguments for having a gifted program, the negative sides of having a gifted program, and then also the negative side of maybe doing a one size fits all solution. Is that mm. if nobody's if everybody's special, <laughs> then nobody's really special. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you're right. I think I think the the exposure argument I think trumps ugh, all of
0: that, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cuz yeah, it's just it's not fun to like feel like you're the only person like not good at something all the time, you know.
2: Were you in a gifted program?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> So what you know about it?
2: (laughs) Wait, were you? Yes. You were. Duh. I'm trying to act like it's Every school I went to, I was in the
0: gifted program. Okay, Janine. Congratulations. (laughs) Gifted for being annoying. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I remember... Like, I think we started getting pulled out in, like, second grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it would be, like, I think maybe, like, once a month, like, we would get pulled out for, like, a couple hours and, like, just do, like, little activities. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but, like, one thing I remember doing in, like, maybe, like, third or fourth grade, we were supposed to do, like, um, like a, a, a news show. So we had, you know, like, a weather person and, like, a you know, the anchors and whatever. <laughs> because as you say i was like always like a 38 year old woman i um had uh the sting album <laughs> fills of gold <laughs> and, like, i tried to use different <laughs> tried to use different songs um from that album to like fit the different like <laughs> segments <laughs> so like there was one Now, like, I don't remember what it was called, but I feel like there was something about, like, days or rain or something that, like, I used for, like, weather or whatever. (laughs) But um, I do remember, like, I feel like at first, because I remember we had A.G. and A.T. So it was, like, A.G. was academically gifted, A.T. Mm. was academically talented, and I think A.T. was, like, a step down from A.G.,
1: Damn, there were
0: levels to the this. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. And I passed th- system at that school. <laughs> but I think um maybe I like you had to like retest at some point. And mm. I think when I retested, I think I tested an AT. And I do remember feeling a little bit like, oh, like I'm like I, I didn't quite Not hit so where special. I needed to hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you still went and did all the exact same stuff. But mm-hmm. just like knowing that, like, I guess your designation was different. Like, yeah, like that didn't feel it's pretty good. messed up, actually. There was no real purpose. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just letting <laughs> you know, like,
2: you're gifted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're slipping a little bit. Right. You're on the cusp of being not <laughs> gifted or re gifted back.
0: <laughs> Never, right. Re gifted. <laughs> and what about you? What What was your gifted program like?
2: oh we well, you know military brat so I went to a lot of different schools um I remember i started getting pulled out third grade i believe yeah third grade um i had actually a moment there was a little chunk of my life where i thought I did kindergarten twice um because i went to first grade for like a week and then they put me back <laughs> into kindergarten what? Yeah, I came to oh, find they tried out to move you up. Yes, so they tried to move me oh. up. That was, you know, already knew the things you're supposed to learn in kindergarten. And apparently, I guess the military didn't want to pay because I was at like a private school. So the military didn't want to pay for me to go to first grade. Apparently, that was more expensive in <laughs> <the> kindergarten.
0: But <laughs> you were going to have to get there eventually.
2: Thank you. I guess
0: they didn't budget. <laughs>
2: For me to have a smart child. <laughs> so they moved me to first grade for a week and they moved me back to kindergarten. So, in my little child mind, I thought I did kindergarten <laughs> twice. Um, but I loved it. I loved getting pulled out of class. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you nerd. I bet you did.
2: Uh, well, no, I, I was like, school was boring to me. And yeah. I, my gifted program was heavily like arts focused. That's, mm-hmm. you know, I enjoy the creative arts. So I loved it. Like we would get extra art time. So I was all about it. Nice. I'd be like, bye suckers. Go to art class. <laughs>
0: <laughs> suckers. <laughs> Continue to
2: read out loud.
0: <laughs> I will say I did enjoy getting pulled out usually in, in fifth grade we would meet up with kids from two like neighboring elementary schools and we would all go meet like I think usually we would go to like a church or something or somewhere and we would do all stuff like stuff together and then I remember like we went to like a museum one time and maybe like some other stuff. So that that was pretty dope. But watching the show it makes me think back on that and I'm like well damn like some of my other classmates (laughs) should (laughs) have had those experiences too.
2: That's true. That's true. When you see the other side of it, it, it yeah, I could see how that could really suck. And like you said, exposure, it's a big deal. It's yeah, a big like, deal. How,
0: how different may things have been? Like, if you know, some of those kids would have gotten to do some of that stuff or, you know, expand their brains in that way.
2: Yeah. Oh, man, such a good show. I just, I love how they point out the the positives and negatives of public school system. Um, it's, it's, it is definitely like a love letter, I think, to public schools. Um, <laughs> he wants attention.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that is Cam's dog playing for toys. Cause I don't think there's any way to edit that out. So. <laughs> oh,
2: well, now you're going to hear him scratching on the door. Um, <laughs> But yes, it is definitely a love letter to the public school system and the hate it or love it, uh, wonderful and terrible uh, educators and administrators (laughs) that are a part of it. Indeed. Um, indeed. How do you feel about Ava's character? (laughs)
0: It's so damn funny. (laughs) I mean, what a terrible principal, but she is hilarious are
1: there really principals out here like
0: this my god <laughs> I don't think because remember she said she like got the job through like a, a winning a bet or something like that like I don't, she's not even like supposed to be a principal because <laughs> <laughs> that, that, when Gregory first came he said like I interviewed to be principal here but and I thought it was going well but for some reason I didn't get it And then we see Ava say, "Like, yeah, like I like want to bet, or I can't. Something happened, and so she was able to become principal. But yeah, no, I don't think she had like an educational background. I don't think
2: he is a trip. (laughs) (laughs) A trip. (laughs) I know um, Quinta has been getting a lot of, uh, I guess, backlash about Ava's character. Um." People feel that misgiving. Yeah, they're like giving (laughs) black educators and administrators a bad rap and it was interesting. This is uh this was all in a a vulture article. They did like a really dope profile on hers. Oh my god, wait, on Quinta or Mm -hmm. Okay. On Quinta. Um and She was saying, you know, she modeled the show after, you know, The Office, Parks and Rec.
1: Mm -hmm. And she's like,
2: no one would ever say that about Michael Scott, that he's making paper company you know, branch managers look bad. You know, she doesn't represent all (laughs) Black teachers. That's why we have other, you know, teachers on the show. We're not a monolith. Uh, It's just she just happens to be bad. And we all know that these people exist. (laughs) Right. Um. So I, I thought that was interesting how people I guess were pissed off that Ava is so bad at her job. Yeah,
0: I think that's pretty ridiculous. I'm like, this is like a really like one. It's hilarious, but I feel like it's also like a really like positive show. Yeah. And it just kind of feels like you're just finding something to like nitpick at. Yeah,
2: or I think it it plays to the part that you know teachers are literally making. Lemonade out of the lemons that the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the government gives them, and that lemon could also be a horrible <laughs> principle. Principle, right? But they, you know, are able to get these kids to succeed in spite and despite of all those circumstances. So
0: I think I just it's it's such a great show,
1: I such a great this, show,
0: it's so good. So the very last scene, well the next last things last things, little malcolm the little oprah of science uh, <laughs> sitting in the principal's chair but when janine and gregory walked out to the parking lot and i thought they were about to have like a little moment and mm-hmm. whatever but i just kind of feels like they're like the new like jim and pam like it's like gonna be a oh, little yeah. slow burn like Definitely. she's dating someone else just like pam was
2: Yep, he's terrible just like <laughs> exactly.
0: was. yes yeah.
2: yeah i totally agree it's the whole will they won't they
0: mm-hmm. and they there's no way they won't exactly exactly <laughs> it's it's very cute but i'm like
2: okay girl uh jenny when are you gonna notice this man
0: <laughs> well i think she's already noticed him because okay i didn't i did not catch this but i think it was the last episode um someone like took a clip on Twitter and she like kind of like he says something to her and she's still kind of like staring at him after she finishes talking mm. or after he finishes talking and then she realizes the camera's on her and then she like looks away. So I yeah. think it's it's starting for her.
1: Yay. Yay! Yeah, yeah. So cute.
0: I was gonna ask you too, was there anything that you because for me. And I think maybe just why I got bumped down the AT. But (laughs) (laughs) like, I am terrible at math. Like, I am. Yeah. Like, and it's like, you know, people talk about, you know, especially over the last like couple of decades, like being dyslexic and, you know, there's ways to, you know, teach around it and, you know, Mm -hmm. like whatever. Like, this shouldn't be a hindrance. But there's nothing that I've heard of for people who are like bad at math, and I feel like there has to be some kind of like. I mean, for me, it's not like the numbers are like you know, it's not exactly the same. It's so like the numbers are you know moving around on the page or whatever. But like, I just, I just literally, I can't process math. Like, it's very. But well, what kind of different. math?
2: So, All like, for me,
0: uh. <laughs> like except for like literally. Like, addition, like, if we're getting past, like, basic, yeah, let's just say division and up is very hard <laughs> for me. So, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, I literally remember being in first grade learning addition, and it was fine. And then when you <laughs> do subtraction, I was like, oh, this is hard. Like, <laughs> it was very early on. <laughs> um.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean i i understand the struggle um for me it's i get to a certain point like once i get to like algebra like i'm fine with geometry trigonometry that makes sense to me i could use that in the real world but once you start getting to like integers and beyond you know um please ask my dear aunt sally (laughs) you
1: know once you get beyond
0: i don't even know i was like who is sally i don't even know that (laughs) what's an integer i don't like that sounds familiar but
2: <laughs> anything algebra and above I, i'm done like math did at carolina was the hardest class i had ever
0: taken in my life <laughs> girl i dropped it sophomore year failed it the <laughs> <laughs> next year and i had to like take statistics through a a community college just to get my <laughs> math and even that, I almost did not pass that. <laughs> I'm saying, I just literally my brain cannot process it. But it makes sense that you could do like algebra two, trig. Because don't you have to like draw blueprints and all that kind of stuff?
2: I mean, you know, there's so yes, I deal with area and perimeter and all that jazz. So, so, yeah, so yes, you're good at math. No, I'm not. I'm not good at math. I would say it's my weakest subject for sure. I know the basics, but once you get beyond like the basics and like I would say practical math um I'm, I'm terrible. It's too mm. many theorems and things to remember that I don't uh who cares about x? you know
0: why do I need to know that <laughs> like how is that gonna like teach me how to like do my taxes or like right balance inflation
2: rates and
0: compound interest i don't don't know mortgages (laughs) yes exactly i randomly did very well in pre-calculus in 11th grade (laughs) okay i I really feel like it was just like maybe the teacher but like i think i like actually got an a like one quarter (laughs) in that class and i had not had an a since in math since elementary school oh okay yeah Uh, I think you just needed tutoring (laughs) no because I tried tutoring with other math classes and it was not the same but I remember sitting in that class trying so hard to understand it like I would literally have a headache so saying all this to say yes let's focus on the kids other intelligences Just because (laughs) they're not good at math or whatever doesn't mean they're not smart and (laughs) they don't have value (laughs) right they can write good (laughs) 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 oh man so do you have anything else for avid elementary um i was
2: like i said i was i read that like vulture article and i Mm -hmm. just there were so many good things in it that i love so much um that quinta said the article is called quinta brunson made network tv cool again And it's basically, you know, just profile of her rise. And she said like her defining moment in her career where she knew like she would be doing something in TV film for the rest of her life is when one of her um, like improv coaches paid for her to like go to school and go to Mm. like a certain program. So she was like, no one had ever paid me for something I was good at before. And I knew I wanted to do this the rest of my life. I was like "Man, that's so that's so inspiring yeah. i wish i had one of those moments in my life <laughs> <laughs> try to figure it out <laughs> um she also said with this show she wanted to create tv that was for everyone she said mm-hmm. she really loves like something about shows like the office um you could have like a seven-year-old and a ninety-eight-year-old watch it and understand it and find something that they love about it.
1: Wow!
2: Yeah, she said she's really aspiring for Abbott Elementary to be like that. And then um, she also said that the story with Janine and Greg—is that, that Gregory? Yeah, Gregory. Mm-hmm. Um, with Gregory, she said it was really important to show Black love on camera. Mm-hmm. She was like, because this is set in a school, a black school in Philly, she was like, it wouldn't even make sense that she would probably end up with like a random white teacher at that school. (laughs) So she said, you know, why introduce diversity for diversity's sake? I want to showcase believable love in this setting.
1: So I was like, yes,
2: you know, I love black love. (laughs) I was excited for that. And then she also said, with Ava's character, um, I didn't take note of that actress's name, unfortunately, but Ava's character and the guy that plays her boyfriend are both kind of like lesser known, um, kind of internet comedy circuit people. And she said it was really important to include people like that in the show versus all kind of big name, recognizable people. Because she was like, that's how she got her start was the internet, and so Aww. one of the things she, you know, historically has loved about TV is that you fall in love with characters like people from The Office who you've never seen before. They're like completely new to you, and maybe exist only in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am a I'm a Quinta stan. I just. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yes, oh, oh just eating up <laughs> that entire profile of her. Um, so I, I just can't wait for more of what she does.
0: Yeah, will you send that to me, actually? Or, or oh, yeah. what did you say it was? Either Vulture. Either. Vulture, okay. I'm Vulture. I yeah, definitely love to read that. And um, Principal Ava is played by Janelle James. Janelle James. Yeah, yeah. Also, what you're saying about uh, or what Quinta said about wanting to make a show that someone seven or ninety eight could watch and enjoy. I f- I definitely feel like that is what makes like the best sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, the greatest sitcom ever made is *I Love Lucy*. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is because I mean that show is what sixty, almost seventy years old now. Sheesh. Wait, I'm not good at math, is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When did it happen? Yeah. Cause I think it came out like 1951, I believe. So yeah. Like 60. Yeah. No, it's like 70. Oh, it is 20. 20. Oh. Yeah. One. 22. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that show is like, my God. It's seven, like almost uh, you know, three quarters of a century old. Um, and it's still like so funny like anybody could watch that show now laugh out loud yeah you could be old you could be young you don't have to speak english like something (laughs) either is going to be what they say it's going to be lucy's physical humor something about that show is going to make you laugh and um i just yeah i don't know i feel like avid elementary is definitely like on the right track absolutely
2: did you have a, a favorite
0: teacher coming up Oh, that's so hard. I'm such a nerd. I, really, I like a lot of my teachers. <laughs> my kindergarten teacher was a Black lady named Miss Cromer. Um, she was just so sweet. And like, I was, you know, so scared going to school. So obviously, like, having a good kindergarten teacher is very, I didn't go to preschool or anything. So, this is like my first time, like being outside the home. So mm-hmm. like you know, having a teacher who was like, you know, just really caring and whatever was great. Um, and I, my mom actually ran into her a few years ago. so I've been able to like keep in contact with her, which has been really cool. Wow. Um, and then in high school, I had a teacher, Schoen, um, who um she in 10th grade, she was my world history teacher. and then I had her again, for European history AP in 12th grade. Um, and I think she's a big part of the reason why I majored in history at UNC. So, yeah. What about you? Um,
2: I would say, well, I feel bad because
0: I actually don't remember a lot of my
2: teachers' names. Um, but I do remember Miss McLeod. Uh, that was my fifth grade teacher. I don't know. Have I talked about her on this podcast? I don't, for some reason I'm having deja vu. But um, a fifth grade teacher, first black teacher I had had um, in my life. Mm. And she, this was in Yuma, Arizona, which not that many black people to begin with. That's (laughs) unexpected. Okay. (laughs) So I remember she was like super like stern and like kind of, she had like a very like tough shell. Like she was a no nonsense, like, you know old school teacher that they start off kind of mean and they soften up as the mm-hmm. year goes and at the time I was taking ballet her daughter was like the one like black girl she was in like high school her daughter was like the one like black advanced dancer at the school so when she saw me at the ballet school she like started to soften up to me and
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad and took all that but.
2: Well, I mean, it was also, like, again, progressively throughout the year, she got yeah. much softer. But I just remember, like, seeing her outside of school and her, like, I was, be- I remember being shocked that, like, she was so nice to- <laughs> and warm to me. <laughs> she was so awesome. She was one of those teachers, like, you know, you really want to, like, impress her because she doesn't mm. seem that impressed by anything.
1: <laughs> right, right
2: so I worked very hard to get in her good graces and
0: yeah, Miss McLeod <laughs> but speaking of how weird was it when you would see like teachers and stuff like outside of school
2: um it was always bizarre like <laughs> one of my teachers at yeah. high school was like a waiter or a waitress at <laughs> this one restaurant like my family would go to like it'd be, oh wow you know, it'd be weird sometimes but sometimes I loved it you know Depending on who the teacher was, yeah. Even now, I'll see like one of my professors from grad school randomly at trade shows,
0: and I get really excited that oh. once she remembers me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I feel like that would be very strange. if Like a teacher was like your like waiter or waitress. Like that's <laughs> I've never experienced that, but I would just see sometimes like teachers or like. <laughs> A few times ran into, like, my elementary school librarian at, like, Harris Theater, <laughs> And it was just always kind of like, oh, like, you're, like, a real person who, like, does things outside of school. That was always, I don't know, just a little. I think they even, oh, they make a joke about that in Mean Girls. Like, Tina Fey is, like, because she has, like, a part-time job. I <laughs> think, something about, like, I think yes. she has at
2: Fridays, right? At, yes.
0: Friday. I was imagining, like, a striped shirt or something. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I do have to mention my fourth. I had her for fourth and fifth grade, Miss Owens. I do it because she was also fantastic. So I Shout I, out to Miss Owens. We're Facebook friends, so just in case she listens to this, I can't her <laughs> out because she was also very wonderful. But yeah. So what do you have your eyes on this week? Um this week,
2: uh there's another RuPaul's Drag Race uh, spinoff happening. It is UK versus the world, where queens from all of the different international franchises meet up in the UK and try to figure out who's the best. Uh, These are all people that have not won a season uh, in their respective countries. Okay. So it's kind of like uh, international all-stars. That actually sounds really cool. Yeah, it's 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 interesting so far, and they've structured it very much like All Stars. So that premiered this week, so I'll be watching that on uh, the BBC Three. Oh, it's on the BBC. Yeah, UK uh, UK Drag Race premieres on BBC Three or World of Wonder, their
0: little app. At- Okay, so do you watch a World of Wonder, or are you able to access BBC? Oh channels? no, World of Wonder. Okay, <laughs> yes. World of Wonder. What kind of like satellite do you have? Okay. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: okay, so
2: yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Uh, this new show on Netflix, I've been hearing good things about Archive One. Sorry, what's um, it called? Archive eighty one. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Check that out. Seems you know kind of sci-fi thriller. I'm into that. So we'll see. Nice. I forgot all about uh Power Book Two Ghost uh mm-hmm. that premiered a couple months ago. So I'm behind on this current season. So I'm gonna try and get caught up on that. Mm-hmm. And then this new Janet Jackson documentary that everybody's <laughs> talking about.
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. Oh my god! So every time that documentary would go to commercial break, I would just be like, mm, "That thing is good." Like every, <laughs> it is so fucking like I was enthralled. Like, oh my god, it's wow! I'm 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 excited for you to watch it. Like, I okay. what a like what a treat. Like, okay, yeah. so
2: real tea is spilled. Real tea is spilled.
0: Yeah, like, I, like, I love Janet Jackson, I'm a very big fan, but I feel like she, I, Jackson family, in general, you know, they're pretty, very private. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it was even seeing some of, like, the never-before-seen seen, never before seen footage, like, um, her second husband, Renee, like, he filmed a lot of stuff that had never been seen before, so you get to see a lot of that in the documentary, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, like I'm I'm probably gonna like rewatch it. Like it it's really good. Okay. Um yeah, I was actually uh sorry, I, I got very excited when you said that. <laughs> Keep going. That all I have. That's it. That okay. was it? <laughs> I, was, I was gonna mention that too, um, because did you see like she actually I posted it um in our uh Instagram story today, like a bunch of her albums and songs and videos are like <laughs> top 10 on like mm. the iTunes charts and stuff right now like all of the top 10 videos are Janet Jackson right now okay gotcha. so yeah I'm, I mean it's god she deserves it like what you know so many people have put her through like I'm just I'm very happy for her I'm very happy she's getting her flowers so if you have not watched that like in this podcast right now and go watch it and then come back <laughs> and finish the last little like three minutes or whatever so i'm also watching um this is us it's again the final season so um it's been really good so far have you been, have you been watching it um oh, seasons behind oh, you gotta see nikki you know who nikki is no nikki is jack's Sp- okay Ooh. if you haven't <laughs> if you haven't watched this is us this is about to be a spoiler but Nick is um, Jack's, Nicky's Jack's brother, who um, all of Jack's kids thought had died in the Vietnam War, but he's actually still alive. Oh, Did you, okay. you didn't see any of that? No. Oh, wow. Okay, you're very behind. Well, he, um, on the episode before last, he meets, uh, or two episodes ago, he meets a new lady. Um, and it's a black lady. So I was like, okay, like, like, they <laughs> meet on a plane. It's, you have to see because he goes to meet like this woman who he was in love with back in the 70s, but he was too scared to like follow her out to California. She's married. So he's all heartbroken, flies back to the East Coast, and then meets this black lady who is a flight attendant on his plane. And then we, you know, fast forward to the future and we see like they're married. So that was real cute.
1: Okay.
0: I am catching up on Married at First Sight. They're in Boston again this season. I don't know where I can freaking watch that. I'm so upset. I can't find it like
2: anywhere to watch. I like yeah. to break down. And... What's it all? Discovery
0: Lifetime. Lifetime. <sighs> uh also watching Ninety Day Fiance before the ninety days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which oh, I forgot to mention the news that Alina from Russia <laughs> she got kind of kicked off the show for her. uh adamant use of the n-word on facebook posts
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: which mm-hmm. also made me like side-eye caleb I'm like weren't you facebook friends with her did you not see this i, I mean know,
2: that's not fair he might not have saw every post you know okay let me, I mean, let me not let me not stick up for caleb look did you but... caping for assistant <laughs> white man <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Like think it's unfair to assume people see everything that we post I, i'm just saying i said it made me sad at him like did you not i'm not saying he definitely did <laughs> maybe he's not on facebook you know but whatever before the 90 days as always very entertaining um also what just dropped on hulu uh pam and tommy have you heard about that
2: oh about uh pamela anderson Mm-hmm.
0: yeah so about pamela anderson and tommy lee and it's basically about like that sex tape they filmed on their honeymoon like how it got stolen and leaked mm-hmm. um, so it stars lily james as pam and sebastian sand as tommy
2: i've seen previews for it it looks good
0: it does look good yeah i just added it to my list of stuff earlier today so i'm definitely going to check that out okay yeah
2: Very cool. I'm glad TV's ramping up. It's getting a little, pickings were getting a little slim there, it felt like last couple weeks.
0: A little bit of a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But the girls are out here filming. So uh, where's this content? (laughs) Where's this content? That they are. You can edit from home. Oh Lord! Um,
0: <laughs> do have anything else, Cam? <laughs> I do. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, um, you can find us on all of the streaming platforms: Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, um, iHeartRadio. Find us on, or please follow us on social media. We are at Their Eyes We're Watching TV on Twitter and Facebook and T-E-W-W-T-V podcast on Twitter. And I know you made a joke about TikTok a few weeks ago, but I'm actually thinking maybe we should start one. So oh maybe God. TikTok coming soon. <sighs> <Yay>! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right, y'all. Take care. A classy San Diego.